Are you ready? Ready to transform your life and step into the person that you say you want to be. Ready to stop talking and start doing. I'm Ange, a health and fitness coach. And I'm Ashley, a Reiki master and energy healer. And we are here to help you do exactly that. And you're busy. We get that because we are too. But even with the challenges and chaos, you deserve and can live a life full of absolute joy, happiness, and purpose. We want you to join us in taking radical responsibility so that you can take everything in your life to that next level. Have the best sex of your life. Live in a body that you love. Let go of worry and stress. And live in total alignment. Your happier, healthier, and amazing life is waiting for you. Let's get into today's episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Transform Your Life podcast. I'm Ashley Grant, Soul Purpose Reiki Master and Energy Healer. I am here today on my own. Angela and I are doing a couple solo episodes, which um, just fits life, fits the season right now. Um, So you're going to get a few episodes from just her. You're going to get a few episodes from just me. You're going to get episodes of both of us together episodes with us and guests. So we're just mixing it up, just keeping keeping it fresh and also connecting to what feels right in our life right now and uh, just going with the logistics of that. So it's just me today and we are diving in on all things Reiki, which I'm excited for. Before we do that though, I just want to take a brief moment to acknowledge I have this poppy on right now and I know that this episode is airing after Remembrance Day or Veterans Day, or maybe you celebrate a different day in uh, in your part of the world. But I just wanted to take a quick moment to acknowledge all of those who have gone before us or all of those who are currently um, fighting a good fight, whatever that is. There's some big things happening in the world right now, um, some big, awful, scary things. And I wanted to acknowledge that, but also the fight or the wars within us. And that's what this episode is really connected to is just the war within and um, how we can connect and how we can release and how we can really um, kind of empower ourselves to let go of the war within. And so just taking a quick moment to acknowledge our men and women um, and you right now, any men and women who are listening, who are maybe fighting a battle or have fought a battle. With that being said, we're going to dive into what Reiki is, why Reiki. Um, I get a lot of questions still to this day. What is Reiki? How often should you do it? How will I know if it's working? And so I just wanted to kind of debunk a little bit in connection to what that even is. So I wanted to start with my story with Reiki and connect on to that as we go through. So eight years ago, I was struggling. I was uh, just recently had a baby and I was struggling with postpartum anxiety, but I didn't realize it at the time. And prior to even my son's birth, I was struggling with anxiety and OCD intrusive thoughts. And so I knew that after I had the baby that I wasn't who I thought I was going to be. And so that led me inadvertently down the road to Reiki. I was teaching at the time. And I remember after having my child, just saying to my husband, 
I can't do this anymore. And uh, he, he looked at me and said like, okay. Um, and so that opened up a door that I needed to figure out what the heck I was going to do after this year off with my baby and the debilitating anxiety that I kept all to myself. I truly, I didn't even share it with my husband. I thought people were going to think I was crazy. I thought I was going to lose it. Um, and so I really just kind of hunkered down inside myself, inside my own mind and the vicious thoughts that just kept coming in. The more I resisted, the more they came at me, the harder they came at me. And so it was, it was actually October 24th, um, eight years ago that I went to my very first Reiki course. It was level one and Eileen Sadlon was my Reiki master. And I remember this weight, this shift that had started to take place within me. And it took, it definitely took some time, but it was with that one course that I knew that I was on my path. I knew that I had found whatever it is that I was, whatever it is that I was doing was on course. It was connected to my soul. And so I started to dive a little deeper. I started to do the inner healing. I started just placing my hands on me and started healing myself. And so Reiki shifted first for me in that I was doing something that was out of alignment with what I wanted in life. So I was teaching in the school system and I had this idea that it was going to be perfect. You know, you get your summers off. You, I love children. So it was kind of a perfect fit, but I realized that it really wasn't filling me. Um, the way that I describe it is it just felt flat. So there was nothing bad about it, but I just felt flat. And I truly believe that the thing that we spend one third of our life doing, we should love, we should fill it with absolute joy, with peace, and it should feel exciting to go to. And I didn't feel that. And for me, I was coming home depleted. And I remember saying, how in the world does a four-year-old do this? Because me at 29, I can't, like, I just can't do this, right? Or 27, however old I was. And I just remember thinking, gosh, there's got to be something more. So I found my something more and decided to start practicing on myself and other people and has led me eight years later to teaching Reiki. Now I have a mentorship program that I run. Um, I teach Reiki individually. I teach it in groups. And there's a couple other courses that I'm running as well, but it just feels aligned now. So I realized, oh, the teaching piece was for sure on point. It was just, I wasn't in the right arena. And so switching that arena over to Reiki versus math, science, literacy, religion, whatever that may be. And so I invite you, if you're looking or you're seeking or you're questioning to maybe dive deeper to potentially book a Reiki treatment and maybe uncover some of those things that are showing up for you. And that's part of the reason that I called my business soul purpose is because I had found my soul's purpose. And one of the things that I'm very passionate about with what I do is helping others unlock what that is to them. Because I see so many beautiful people that don't know what they're doing or why they're doing it. And there's this ache inside of them that 
there's got to be something more. I'm here to do something bigger. There's There's got to be something. And so what they're feeling is that same flatness. So if you're feeling flat right now, listen to this episode. See if there's a Reiki practitioner in your area, or you can hop online if you're local, or you could do a distance healing. There's so many beautiful options. So if you're wanting to know more, this is your episode. So that's my story. I was falling apart mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and it started to impact me physically. Usually physically is the last thing that the universe, spirit, God will use to get our attention. And it's because we actually pay attention when our physical body is hurting. So it had gone through all, all the gamut, like mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, every single body was aching within me and it shifted me, it shifted my whole world. And now I get to practice that. So what the heck is Reiki? Ashley's just said this whole story about what led her to Reiki, why she does it. And, um, You might be wondering, if it's new to you, what exactly is Reiki? And so the way that I describe it to my clients, and if you are a client and you're listening, you will have heard this, you will have heard me say this, but the way that I describe it is, imagine you're given a box when you're born and there's nothing in it, right? And as we go through life, we start to put things into that box. We put things that are heavy. So you think about the emotional, the physical, the spiritual, the mental things that go on in our world. And instead of releasing them, letting them go, we actually store them. We store them inside that box. And that box is your body. And all of those things that you're storing, I like to think of them like rocks, pebbles, stones, boulders. And depending on what that is and how big it was to you, it goes in the box and it stores there. And the longer it stores, the more it festers. And so it may start out as something that happened physically a long time ago, and maybe something that happened emotionally yesterday. And the longer it sits there, the more life force energy it draws out of your body and the more it festers and it can create disease. And the reason it creates disease is because that gets our attention, right? We deal with disease. We deal when our body has something inside of it that grows a tumor. If we get cancer, if we have heart palpitations, whatever that is, we pay attention. And so there's these little nudges, these little bumps along the way that go, hey. And if we don't pay attention, that festering keeps happening. So part of what we're talking about here is just the rocks that go into that box are all the things that you've picked up along the way that probably are no longer serving you. So part of what Reiki is, is the unpacking of that box, unpacking your body, some of the things that really just don't need to be there anymore. And the other part of it is drawing in life force energy. And we all have that within us. That's what makes us alive. Some people will call it spirit. Some people will call it their soul. Some people call it their essence, but really it's life. It's the life inside of you. And what we're doing is we're just calling in, we're channeling in more life force energy. And that life force energy is universal intelligence divinely guided by God, by source, by universe. And when that comes in and we clear out what no longer serves, your body, 
your mind, your soul starts to come back into balance, right? There's this medium set point where we're all supposed to be. And it's a place of calm. It's a place of peace. It's a place of bliss. And if we operate in that place, most of the time we can handle life's challenges, life's storms. And so the whole point is to clear out what is no longer serving you and to bring that life force that is divinely guided into the body so that you can come back into balance, come back into alignment. And so what does that look like for a client? And this is where it gets a little tricky because it looks different for every single person. Why does it look different? Because we all have our own baggage. We all have different stuff in the box. We all carry different things in our body. And so what is big to you might not even show up on my radar, right? Somebody might be struggling with sciatica, whereas the next person will never experience that in their life. And so the whole, what does it feel like? It shifts and varies person to person because of what's being unpacked and what's coming in and clearing. So in general, if you're coming in because you have a physical ailment, that physical ailment is likely to ease up or potentially even let go if it's ready to. So your body, your soul, your energy will not release anything that is not in your highest and greatest good or safe for you to do so. So some of the things that we hold on to, there's a lesson connected to them that we haven't learned. There's something down the road potentially that we need that for. And so when it comes to releasing, if it's ready to go, a Reiki treatment is a wonderful place because it can let go with grace and ease. And where does that go? It goes to the divine. So we can give it to the earth, the mother, right? We can give it to the sun. We can give it to God. We can give it to a past loved one. They can collect it up and transmute it into um, divine white light. And so if you're struggling with a physical ailment, that can often let go. I work with people who are struggling with hot flashes, with sciatica, with heart problems, with um, thyroid issues. I work with people, back problems. And each of those things is connected to where and what is storing in the body. So for example, anybody who has knee pain, that's where we store our worries. And so if you're struggling with your knees, chances are the clearing that needs to happen there is connected to your worrying. Anybody who comes in with shoulder problems, that's connected to carrying the weight of the world, right? And so if you've got liver issues, you've got kidney issues, if you've got Crohn's, if you've got any kind of thing showing up, it's connected to what energy is being stored there. So the physical is highly connected to what I do. Lots of people think that is spiritual and it is. And lots of people think that it's emotional and it is. And But we miss out sometimes on that physical piece. And the physical is often actually what gets people in the door because they just can't do what they are doing or want to be doing anymore. And so the physical can get people in the door. The emotional is another piece. So when we find that the mental or emotional bodies are really struggling, we that was that was what got me through the door for myself was that inside my own mind, 
things were not what I knew they should be. And so the clearing of core belief systems, of old patterns, of shifting behaviors. Um, so anybody who's struggling with addictions, um, anybody who's really struggling to find that calm inside themselves, that's something that I work with specifically as well. And with that comes every person who's struggling, but those especially with that mental, emotional piece, it's moving the body from the sympathetic state, which is the fight, flight, freeze response. And many of us live in that place most of the time where we are actually in a constant state of stress, where we are constantly on guard, ready to do whatever that is. And that is functional if our body is in a general state of calm and there's an actual threat, right? We can actually respond and our bodies are designed for acute stress situations, but not chronically. And so we're moving the body into a state of parasympathetic nervous system. And why do we do that? It's so that our bodies can be in that general calm state and that prepares us and allows us that if there is an actual threat that we can respond because we have the energy and the adrenaline can be there. If we're constantly using our stores of adrenaline just to go to hockey practice, just to get to work, just to feed our family, just to do all the things that we normally do. If an actual threat does come in the door or does show up or present itself in your world, you don't have the energy you don't have the stores or the wares of adrenaline that are required to escape, to hide, to do whatever it is that you need to do, to fight, freeze, fawn. It's not there because you're in that state all the time. So bringing people from that crazy chaotic state where their cells and their body and their energy are literally just like, ah, they're vibrating. It brings them down into that calm, back down to earth, grounded, steady, peaceful place so that they can operate in their world, appreciate it, to move through the things in their world from a place of peace and calm, right? We're not necessarily taking all the things off the plate. Still might have to do all the things in your world, but we can approach those from a place of peace versus a place of stress and chaos, right? And it's, so it's moving people into that calm, safe place that perhaps a lot of people haven't experienced in a really long time, perhaps even since they've been a kid. And so that's often the emotional or mental reason that brings people in. Anxiety, depression, those are also massive, massive things that bring people in. And I'm seeing a ton of kids actually that show up with those pieces right now. And so that just goes to show that our world right now is calling for more peace. If we have children who are going to school in a state of panic, something needs to shift, right? And so it's getting the body back into that state of calm because for whatever reason, the energy, the collective energy right now is calling for stress. It's calling on us to be in that heightened panic state. And so we want to shift the collective, but we also want to shift the individual so that our kids are moving through their world 
not needing medication, not needing constant vigilant intercession, right? That they're able to kind of move through their life from that place of peace and calm, that place of center, that place of soul, right? And the last piece is the spiritual. So I see a lot of people also who are hoping to connect, who are seeking something deeper. And that's part of where that soul purpose comes in. And that's connected to the the third eye, as well as the crown chakra, which is connecting to the divine. And what that is called by each person doesn't even really matter, but it's the seeking of something bigger, right? And when we take care of the physical and we take care of the mental and we take care of the emotional, that's when we start to move into that spiritual piece to go, hmm, I want to, I want to connect in oneness. I want to let go of my ego. I want to truly be, and I want to support on a grander level. And that's where the purpose, that soul's purpose comes in. And so if any of those are connecting to you, um, I highly recommend finding somebody near you or going online or finding something that helps you unpack that box so that you can move through um, and open up those doors to a vibrant life. And so when I talk about that vibrant life, the way that I describe it is I like to call it bliss. And what the heck is bliss? So the reason that I do Reiki is to achieve that bliss. And the reason for that is because it brought bliss into my world. And so bliss is not joy. Bliss is not false positivity. Bliss is not dancing through the rose bushes with your floaty pants on. Although sometimes that sounds magical too. Um, But bliss is really about being okay, no matter what's happening outside of you. And so regardless of the shakiness, regardless of the storms, regardless of the challenges inside, you can maintain that state of calm that is you at your core, at your essence, in your spirit, in your soul. And so the whole reason that I do what I do is to bring people into that bliss place because the world is full of stress. The world is full of challenges. Even in a perfect world, we're going to have a ton of challenges. And so I like to think about the Buddhist cultures and in the Buddhist cultures, their exact translation for life, the word that they use is suffering. And the word, so the the translation to that is dukkha. And when I hear that, I think shit, right? I think poo. And So what they call life, they call dukkha, and that means suffering. And so when we go through life, there's going to be inevitable suffering. And part of our journey, part of our purpose here is to find peace in the dukkha, in the suffering, so that if there's a storm happening outside of us, no matter what it is, that we're okay. And I like to use the analogy of a tree. And so on a calm, beautiful, happy day, that's sunny, there's no wind. You can't really tell which trees have their shit together and which trees have a shitty root system and are actually falling apart. For the most part, you can't. There's the odd one that you're like, oh yeah, that one, you know, it's dying, it's losing its leaves and, you know, it shouldn't be. But for the most part, 
kind of fake it till you make it on a nice sunny day. And that's the same with us. If life's going along tickety-boo, most of us can probably outwardly fake it till we make it. Yeah, life's pretty good. I'm fine. It's okay. And then a storm comes, right? And you think about a tree, a storm comes in and what happens? All of a sudden, all of the uprootedness, all of the struggle, all of the things that maybe on a nice sunny day weren't noticeable become very, very obvious, right? And so a tree that is well-grounded, rooted deeply into the earth, that has a strong trunk, its leaves, its branches are close and secure, that tree is going to weather the storm far better than the tree that has a very shallow root system and a wobbly or skinny trunk and isn't bearing much fruit and the branches are all um, brambly. And so it's the same for us to be grounded, to be rooted in the earth, to really feel safe, secure, and connected, to be strong at our core, which is our essence, our spirit, our soul, and to be giving fruit, which is really about giving back to the earth, giving back to our fellow humans, giving to God, giving to spirit, to showing up in our world. That's what a strong tree really does. And it's the same for us. So life is going to throw a ton of storms our way. And so it's important that we are rooted deeply in the earth. We know who we are. We're strong at our core and we're able to bear fruit and give back. And so that is what bliss is because there's going to be a ton of dukkha. There just is. And if we can manage and potentially even, this is the tricky part, to enjoy the dukkha, it is possible, but it's harder, right? Our our human tendency is to lean into the ego, to lean into fear, to protect, to crave that um, place of safety. And if that place of safety is actually within us, anything that happens outside of us, it's okay. It doesn't matter what it is. It's okay. And so for me, that's what Reiki gave me was bliss. That even though my mind is going absolutely crazy, that's okay. Those are just my thoughts. I can watch them. That's just dukkha showing up. Hi, here you are. Cool. You're here to teach me something. That's okay. This is a storm. Versus what I used to do is fly into it, to judge myself, to go deep down into the depths of like darkness, right? And same with um, I struggled with sciatica myself. And so to be able to appreciate it, to actually love it, to go into my body, to heal it, to love it, to thank that sciatic nerve for the dukkha that it was bringing into my life and appreciate it. Right. And so what we're doing here is we aren't perhaps changing all the things in your world. That's not my job. That's, that's, that's your job if, if that calls to you. But the job is, and each of us, this is our job, is to connect back into our soul, into our heart, into our bodies, so that we can live a life of bliss, right? And again, that's not always being in joy and always being positive and always finding the sunny side. No, that is being okay no matter what. And that is peace. That is bliss. And so 
That's the biggest reason I do what I do. And the reason for that is because that's what it gave me in a time where my world was absolutely falling apart. I found my way back inside. I found that calm. I found the eye of the storm in the dukkha and found my way back to myself. And since then, it's been this beautiful modality that allows me to not just heal my my mind, but also has healed my ailments, right? I've healed my worries. I healed my knees. There was a point where my baby was six weeks old and I could barely stand holding him without thinking that I was going to just like collapse. And just by simply placing my hands, bringing that life force energy into my knees within six days, my knees were healed. Right. And so the important part with Reiki is to remember that you're not getting my energy. You're not getting any practitioner's energy. What we're doing is we're actually tuning into source. So I'm just channeling that pure golden white light into you. This is, again, it's a universal intelligence that knows where to go. It knows what to do. It knows where it's needed. And so I'm simply the conduit. Any practitioner who works on you is purely the conduit, which means the tube. They're the pipe. And so they are not the actual energy that you're getting. You're actually getting divine source energy, which is life. That's what you showed up with in this world. And if you think about children, and we say this about kids, right? We really say, oh, I wish I had their energy. Or, oh my God, where did they get that energy from? And the reason for that is because they don't have a whole bunch of crap in their box, right? They're not picking up all the stress that we do as we age. So they're not picking up all the things that we naturally, as we age, gather into our box, right? And they just came from source. They just came from life force energy. So their bodies are full of it. And that's why those tiny tornadoes are full of heat. They're full of sass. They're full of energy, right? And as we age, the more crap we put into our box, if we don't clear it out, right? As we age, and we see this, we see this with the elderly population, that they have less energy in their body to heal, to move, to, to go through life, right? And there's this like aging that comes backwards because there's less life force energy in the body. And when I think about children, when children fall, it happens all the time. They get back up. They're good to go. If grandma has a fall, it's an event, right? It's actually, it could be for some elderly people, the end for them. And the reason for that is because there's not enough life force energy in the body to actually heal itself right? And life force energy is what heals. My children, if they get a cut on their arm, it heals so quickly. It takes my husband, it takes me, it takes elderly people a lot longer because the life force energy in the body, it's it's not as abundant, right? And so when we channel that life force energy into the body and we've cleared out all of the crap that's in there, the body can heal itself. The mind can come back into balance. And so When it comes to the mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, that's what we're doing is we're actually coming back in, we're clearing out the crap and living more like a child with that abundant energy, that state of bliss, because there's not as much junk in there because all of those rocks, boulders, pebbles, pieces of sand, everything that's in there that we've collected up is draining the life force energy within us, right? If you think about 
when we are emotionally taxed or mentally taxed, it's exhausting, right? I think of moms who are mentally, physically always on and they're giving to their kids, right? They're giving of their own life force energy, but it's a mental taxation and it's exhausting, right? And so that whole, what did you do all day? I just depleted my life force because I gave it to my children completely, right? And that's the piece that we're filling back up with life force energy so that we have more energy so that we can go through life in a state of bliss. We can enjoy the big things and we can be present for the hard things and we can be okay in the hard things. And so when it comes to Reiki, it's a beautiful modality that is going to support Um, kind of getting back to just who you are. And so one of the questions that I also get asked is, well, how often should I come? So that's typically as people sit up, if it's their first session, that's the first question is, when should I do this again? How often should I come? And when it comes to Reiki, there's a a 21-day process that takes place. So 21 days after your session, so that first day starts as day one. 21 days following that, there are still things processing from that treatment. So even if you feel very little, perhaps as you're laying there and receiving the treatment, you may realize three days later that all of a sudden a core belief has shifted or all of a sudden you're sleeping better. And it's because that process, that universal intelligence is actually continuing to, to clear, to heal, to move through you. So my general, it's different for everybody because it's an intuitive choice and I don't like to blanket every single person because again, everybody's coming in with different things and different needs. And so when it comes to how often, generally speaking, not until at least after 21 days. If somebody's in crisis, that can look a little different, but generally going inside, finding out what that looks like for you. But then if you're not sure, once a month is like a really good baseline until you figure out what that is for you. So depending on what it is and what you're doing, dealing with, it can show up differently for some people. I have some people that every five weeks, there's this cycle where they just, they start to put those things back in the box and they need a refresher. There's some people who come once a year And it's like a, a, let's do it all. Let's clear it. I'm booking the 90 minutes. Let's, let's do it. And there's other people who come every 21 days because they want to maintain, they want to keep feeling alive. And so it depends on how that shows up for you, what you're needing. But generally speaking, once a month is a really good kind of signpost. Um, So when it comes to what I do with the energy, when I have people who come in and they, well, what do you do? Do you take all of this on? How do you maintain that bliss? How do you go home and not, you know, take all of this on? And the truth is I don't, I don't care any of it. And the reason for that is because again, I'm the conduit. So you think about your faucet, for example, your faucet that pours water out you would not be able to get water back into it, right? You wouldn't be able to take muddy water that's in the sink, right? And stick it back in the faucet. It's not going to work, right? And when you think about that faucet, it's also getting water. 
So if the water is the life force energy, right? So let's pretend I'm the faucet, I'm the conduit, right? And the water from your faucet is like the life force energy that would be channeled through me and out my hands. So as the faucet, I also get water just by virtue of holding it, right? And so every treatment is like a mini treatment for me. You're not getting my energy same way that you don't get the energy or you don't get anything except water out of the faucet. You don't get metal pieces. You don't get the aluminum. You just get the water that comes through, right? But the tap itself is actually getting wet from the water. And so it's the same for me. It's that that life force energy is traveling down through my head, through my heart, down and out my hands. So it's going to naturally leave some residual energy for me, but it's really only giving that energy out my hands. And like water, you can't put it back in. So I don't pick up any of the energy of my clients. And in fact, I actually come down from the house and I'm like, I need to like ground. I need to come back down because I feel so rejuvenated. And so I don't take on any of the energy. I give it to the earth. I give it to God. I clear it with sage. Um, Yeah. So I just don't carry it. And uh, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful unfolding that happens because you don't have it and I don't have it. Um, I'm just having a look here at my questions and if there's anything else. And so one thing that another question that I get is like, take me through what exactly a session is and looks like, right? So it's hard to imagine, hard to envision. So the very first thing is you come to my home and you drive actually past my house and you travel up this little laneway to a bunkie, which is just a little cabin. And in that cabin, there is a massage table, a Reiki table, whatever you want to call it. And first thing is we have a little chat. How are you? What's showing up in your world? What is the dukkha? What is your shit? Um, And also, what are you calling in? What do you want to create? What do you want more of, right? So there's both sides of that. But yes, we want to release what's holding you back. But we also want to create. We are creators in this world. We want to manifest. We want to call in what it is that you truly desire. So we have a little conversation. And that's really when the Reiki treatment begins. And every talk session is a little bit different. Some people stay and they talk the whole time and that's the energy clearing from their heart. And some people it's a five minute wham, bam, let's get to it. And everybody's a little bit different. So that chat time is just really us kind of starting to unpack what's going on in your world. You lay down, close your eyes. Generally people start on their back, but again, it changes and it varies person to person, but you lay down on your back. We, I ask permission to share your energy. And at that point, once that permission is granted, then we start going in. I give you a little talk down meditation to move you from that sympathetic nervous system to like, oh, what's going on into the parasympathetic, that like calm. Okay. Because it's a whole lot easier to work on energy when it's in its natural state. And so that's the beginning is really just that talk down meditation and getting in there. After the meditation, um, you'll be hearing soft music. I start moving to where there's the energies popping up on your body. And again, I used to follow like this really strict method, but now I just go to where the energy is showing up. So we might start on your shoulders. We might start on your hands. We might start on your head. We might start on your feet. But generally, 
You're going to feel my hands clearing energy. So there's this gentle like swiping um, and a gentle um, hand on body. That's that energy pouring in. And when you are there, your only job is to relax. And it's okay if you can't. Some people, that first session, their mind is all over the place. That's okay. And so that's kind of the front of the body. We move through the whole front of the body. There's a few, depending again on what shows up, there's different techniques that I use for release. So sometimes we use the breath. Sometimes we're using essential oils. Sometimes I'm using an actual visual imagery um, connected to the breath that's actually going to pull up and push down what it is that is no longer serving you. And so that's the beginning, middle kind of part. And at the end, what we do is we flip over, clear from the back, anything that's no longer serving. We clear and balance all of your chakras. We cut cords to everything that's no longer serving you. So energy that you're attached to that isn't serving you, like maybe your mother-in-law or your brother or your cousin or your siblings that live in a different country, there's an energy and we're going to cut that so that your energy just comes back into its own. And then we bring in your angels, we bring in your guides, and we um, wrap you in golden white light. And then we sit up and we chat and we talk about all the things that popped up. So some people see deceased loved ones. Sometimes those pop in. Uh, Sometimes there's messages that come through. Some people see colors. Some people just feel a deep sense of relaxation. Others feel that there's a weight lifted or that they're clearer. Some will feel like colors are brighter where they go out into the world and they're actually seeing the world that's in front of them. Whereas before, maybe they were just passing through it. Others, that pain that they had gone. So I just taught a Reiki level three, not too long ago. And my student did a Reiki treatment on me and I had a blazing headache that I couldn't take anything for because I was teaching Reiki and I needed to be a pure channel. She cleared it in that session, right? And so there's all kinds of different things that can clear depending on what's coming in with you. And so that's what a general treatment looks like. And then you go out into your world and operate as much as possible from that centered place, from that re-grounded place within you. And so that's Reiki 101. So if divinely guided life force energy is calling to you, if you know that you've got dukkha everywhere going on, whether that's mentally, physically, spiritually, or emotionally, if you're looking for a reboot, if you're looking for a recharge, if you're looking for your soul purpose, I highly recommend myself any one of my students and just checking it out. If if you're not local and distance healing isn't your thing, find somebody near you that can support that because we are meant to be living in this world from a place of the soul, from a place of bliss. And if we're not, we're not learning our lessons. We're not, we're not thriving. We don't get many years in this lifetime. We know that lifetimes are really quite short And we want to be living in our soul's purpose. And the way we do that is we get rid of the shit that's holding us back. And we start stepping into it from that place of bliss, from a grounded, secure, steady place where our eyes and our hearts are wide open. So 
If that's you and you need one, um, I highly recommend finding somebody near you to start that process. All right, guys, I love you all. Sending you much love, much light, and much healing. And uh, I will catch you guys on our next episode of the Transform Your Life podcast. Ciao for now. Mwah.